Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. Oh, and I'm Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans who have had to change our names, take on disguises, go underground in order to provide you with our candid views on a handful of stocks out of each week's Value Line Investment Survey. I was just checking the equipment there. Great. Uh, Listen, you've seen our faces on TV. You've seen us quoted in the news. But our bosses would never allow our unvarnished and unfiltered views on the air, so we change our voices so they'll never know. This week, we're looking at the May 15, 2009 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. But before we get to that, a couple of caveats. Uh, Way before we get to that. This show is for entertainment purposes only. And uh, Even if it's only our own. Exactly, or our our families. And then in addition, uh, we may have a lot of conflicts of interest. We may uh, may own these stocks. We may not own the stocks. We may be trying to trick you into thinking we don't own them when we do and all that. So just, you know, uh, beware. And finally, importantly, we may not know really anything about any of these stocks. We're just looking at value line. That you should take for granted, I think. It's after work. We're just kicked back. You know, uh, we're not, we're off the clock, if you will. Uh, I'm going to be back at the back half of the show to talk about three uh, terrific ideas, which I bring you every week. Although I haven't chosen them, much like last week, I've only got uh, I've got four picked, and I need three. So there's a lot of pressure during Vern's segment for well, me. Well, you have like twelve or thirteen to minutes to. I'm going to try to figure this out. Um, but meantime, uh, with a uh, um, a modest amount of ado. This week, modestly. Well, I because you that. shut down the cabin, Vern. Value, Vern. Uh, take it away. Thanks, Val. Sure. This is a uh, this is a great issue um, in the value line. If you're thinking about a consumer recovery, which now that's a whole different conversation, maybe. But uh, this has, uh, I mean, books to read, uh, content providers, things to watch. Uh, boats, uh, amusement parks, cruise operators. What I like is there's still stocks in here that are, are you know, pretty beat up and have some upside. Well, That's, all discretionary. Right. Exactly. None of this we've talked about needs versus wants. Other than so oil, oil field. This is, all ver- this is all wants, but they do have oil and gas. Um, they have producers and uh, the uh, service and equipment providers. And diversified chemicals. So there's some you know real economic, if you want to go there, Excuse me. I've chosen one content provider, and uh, who is now uh, changing their business model to be, uh, you know, by uh, uh, integrating downstream. And then um, a couple of—they're uh, not really energy companies, but they're uh, well. One of them is partly, but they—they uh, they cross over into industrial world, and we'll talk about that anyway. Great. First idea: Marvel Entertainment. Excited to hear about it, Vern. First, Take it away. <laughs> content provider. Uh, this is uh, the company that brought you, what, last year you had? Uh, excuse me, Vern. I can't help but notice that your page number is blank. I, I haven't looked it up. <laughs> In my ongoing okay. campaign to bring a diverse key, experience every week to our listeners. The key to the page to number listeners. plan is to be... Consistently bringing no, the page no, number. No, no, no. If You're you've been paying down. close attention in the last three weeks, I've brought you in 
page number order. Yeah, you In have. reverse page you number started, order. Right. And then last week it was kind of a chess night move. Well, now it was you don't have second, the page third, numbers first. whatsoever. Now, no page numbers. I, I don't think you're going to keep a listener I, base I'm with that sort out, of I'm reaching out to the core. Level. I'm reaching out to the core right. Vern fan Whatever. out there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of... Ping. Mixing it up <laughs> on ticker symbols uh, or page number uh, discussion. But thanks for calling everyone's well, attention I'm to that. Well, I'm just looking over there saying, what Val? page number? No page number. All right. Um, Marvel is a, originally a comic book company, okay? And uh, publishing is still 19% of the business in 2008. 2008 was a great year. They had Iron Man and Incredible Hulk, both of which... Uh, were good revenue generators. Iron Man beat expectations in a big way. Well, people thought they had run out of characters, but you know, Iron Man. I think you know well, people didn't the, expect the it to do so well. Great thing is that the film production division, thirty-eight percent of the business that year, will be down a lot this year because they have uh, X-Men Origins this year, but just the one big movie, one big release on one of their franchises. Um, but then next year they go in 2010 and 2011, they have two big ones each year. And I think the 2010s are particularly important. They'll bring back, uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man 2. And then, uh, a couple months after that, they're bringing us Thor, which I think is a potentially immensely attractive Is that a character. guy made of stone? Was that Thor? Or... No, no, Thor, no. no. He, he had, a had shield, some kind of shield. and gold shield? And like a, a golden hammer a or something. DC comic and guy. And he had helmets with, um, he had like mercury um, oh, wings on I his. I did uh, not go that way. Where did he have those? I, on I, his uh, shoes Justice or League. on his head? or I don't know. That's uh, well, I mean. let me tell you, if Thor was going to bring it down on you, you you really sure. wanted to be somewhere else, okay? Okay, listen. Uh, in 2011, Captain America, the first Avenger. I like that. Yeah, well, see, they're, what they're gonna, going to they're do mining. is they're going to bring they're back, they're gonna bring back the Avenger concept, which was a group of superheroes dedicated to uh, the service of mankind. And they had a scene after the credits in Iron Man where Iron Man is invited to uh, join... The Avengers for the first time. So, um, you know, the true fan of these wow. comic books are uh, is very excited about the lineup that's coming. And I simply think that Value Line's numbers for 2010 are too low. They're looking for $650 million of uh, revenue against 450 and 09. Okay, but 676 and 08. It seems to me that there's a good chance that uh, you're going to beat the total revenue contribution. Burn, have you boiled this down to like a value per viewer? So each movie No, the net value line doesn't give you or, enough I mean, of we, that kind know, of... You've got to get into the metrics here a little bit, right? <laughs> Seats to fill, royalty payments on... I mean, they're not making the movies. They're licensing, tied No, no, they're making the movie. Marvel's making the movie. Marvel's movies? making the movie. Their production and movie production. See, company. what they saw happen is I that Spider-Man... Spider-Man developed into a huge franchise, but independent of its natural integration with the Avenger story. And so they, in effect, lost control of the identification, you know, the, uh, uh, the uh, characterization, of the, the development of that character. Right, gotcha. right, yeah. Okay. Uh, so they and had so to they're now they're committed to actually doing this work so themselves. So what's the valuation? You're this also helps. I, You're out I, of time. I, licensing is also... <laughs> Licensing, which is you're out of time now, Vern. I'm sorry. Gets a big after just one stock. Although it's a great stock, Marvel is M. What's the valuation? I'm not even hearing you. Well, Value Line showed a $33 stock price, which they sold on franchise. 18 times earnings, which are 
uh, down significantly, right? Their um, uh, $1.45, though, I don't think that math works out. So I'm not quite sure where Value Line's getting their PE from. They say it's a 25% premium. Well, I, I went to our favored valuation uh, methodology, and I'm looking at $2.5 billion of equity market cap. They have about $200 million of debt, but they have almost $200 million of cash. So for practical purposes, $2.5 billion of total value of the company. Um, and I can divide that by the operating income um, plus depreciation for this year, a, a down year, or the big up year. So it's hmm. somewhere between $230 million and $340 million, or a multiple between 7.4 and 10 times. So I'm thinking I maybe I can buy Marvel Entertainment for eight and a half times. And, you know, to get something of this kind of – I think this is early in its product development cycle. I think there is huge promise in these characters. Subsequent licensing, they're adding cartoon shows on Saturday morning. Content they have rules. opportunities in video game. There will be uh, action characters sold in, in toy stores. Um, I think Value Line cost. is way underselling the uh, growth I'm with you. Pro- profile here. So take a look at Marvel MWL. Now, the other two are really cheap, but, uh, you know, I may be early here on timing. Uh, but I think the story in both cases is uh, an opportunity to take advantage of relatively low expectations uh, and high stock price volatility. These, uh, the, these ranges that Value Line showing... Uh, for the last six months for Rowan companies is huge. I mean, in one month they traded between, uh, it looks like probably like 10 and a quarter and 15 and a quarter. Uh, in a different month they traded between 12 and a half and 18. Um, so, I mean, all over the place, but they don't have much debt. 420 million with 220 million of cash. So, under 200 million net, with a $2 billion equity market capitalization. This thing is, according to Value Line, five times earnings, but I don't know, again, what, I guess it's the 285 number down from a peak above $4. But then they uh, think the 285 is going to $2 in 2010. So it's hard to buy into ongoing declines in earnings, no matter how cheap. But at, um, at five times that number, eight times the uh, out-year number, you're only at between four and a half and five times gross cash flow. So a really low valuation on cyclically stressed cash flow if value lines estimates for how badly they might do make any sense. What I see is that the stock went down by about two-thirds last time uh, cyclical peak to trough. It then doubled off of that bottom. Um, this stock is down, uh, was down 75% off of peak. Um, it has already bounced from 11 to 17. I think it's an opportunity to add a lot more. This will come as CapEx declines and the company gains operating leverage because it's a provider of uh, drilling rigs, drilling business, two-thirds of revenue last year, and then the other third is a manufacturing segment that they've been trying to sell and Value Line points out that they've probably, uh, you know, been forced to delay the sale of uh, this business because what's happened to valuations of manufacturing businesses. Uh, this one apparently not doing any better than anybody else. Management says 42% of manufacturing's backlog could be canceled 
uh, because of customers' credit problems. So very tough time, but uh, a cyclically distressed valuation as well. If they can make a half a million dollars of, I'm sorry, $500 million of EBITDA in 2010, the out year where they're going to do worse, you're talking about a 4.4 times EBITDA uh, enterprise value multiple today with $2.2 billion of enterprise value. So why not? I mean, why not get paid to wait? Um, unfortunately, no dividend while that happens, but you're talking about something that could, you know, at least double from here, if not triple cyclically, once fundamentals turn their way again. You know, it's going to be a three- to five-year kind of name. I'm sorry. And, what uh, did they do again? I wasn't really Rowan is two-thirds uh, rigs. They do offshore. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry. They're in Gulf of Mexico. Um, it looks like their utilization rates may have held up better than industry rates based on the little value line write-up, uh, but, uh, you know, unclear. Uh, value line shows them giving up some operating margin through 2010, but it's not clear why they would do so much better than they did at the trough of the last cycle, especially with the manufacturing business that they've probably been under-investing in because they've been trying to sell it for quite a while. It is only one times revenue. There's no precedent for the stock trading at one times revenue. My friend, you you are out of time. Completely out of time. No, you know, you've got a little time. You got to go. You got. Oh, uh, I'm, no, yeah. I'm not worried about. It. Not I can worried. summarize wow. the okay. case for summarize. Hexcel summarize Corp away. in a minute and a half. No problem. I just uh, I have is, a disclosure. Yeah. I own this one, Vern. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. I own it. Well, maybe personally. you should be talking about it. The symbol yeah. is HXL, and Oops. basically the question here is: you you can buy this thing for 880 as of today. Uh, it's about five times the cash flow number. The value line points out could be close to peaking. They don't really say it, but it's apparent in their uh, in their earnings and cash flow forecasts. Uh, basically, the problem is that I think commercial aerospace is their largest business, uh, and that business, in terms of manufacturing, is just starting to turn over. There's going to be a lot of help for the companies that have big content on the A380 or the um, the uh, 787. Uh, Hexel has more composites on the A380 than on anything else they've ever had before. So I think they maybe can work through a decline there. But um, um, there are other businesses. I mean, you may have to wait on those. This one's under six times EBITDA on an enterprise value basis. And so uh, uh, aren't way they almost assured, sales. Vern, aren't they assured of getting a bunch of new business when this whole Boeing uh, you know, volume issue and production gets resolved. Issue. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, so you just have to wait for that. How long is that going to be? A uh, couple years at the outside, probably. Anyway, are you? Uh, you know, I'll turn it over to you. But I is can't see all? the clock. I know. I, Do I, I just, turn it now, or huh? you all keep set? Keep going. Listen, no, no. I'm fascinated by your thoughts on Excel. Just keep going. <laughs> But I've actually Listen, said about going. all I know about exactly. Excel. They make composite uh, materials. Composites are lighter. They're going to gain share Excel. over metal. Here's why I'm in And it. it's a long-term secular trend. Here's but Excel struggled to make consistent profits well, at it. Well, because they're ahead of their time. Here's all I need to know about Excel. But they make great returns on capital when they are It used doing to take well. about 50 guys a month to hammer together the fuselage of a 777. Okay, that's a lot of inventory, a lot of labor, a lot of work in process. Hexcel makes a product that they just simply pour into a mold. It takes like two guys. I mean, really smart guys, though. 
amazingly right. smart. Well, we want to hear and about equipment. your okay. three That's stops. That's what I like about so, the sale. Okay. You know, thanks for the contribution. Sure. Now turning uh, over beverage with, break. A, with a quick I'm beverage to, break. I'm trying to, you to know, my partner. I'm trying to stall a little. I don't Val have Hughes. A, Val I, Hughes. Thank you very much, Bern, for your very illiterate introduction mm. this week. Mm. Alliterate. Alliterate, not illiterate. I don't know, Al. But go ahead. Um, as I will every week, I'm going to bring you three outstanding value ideas. You know, you do do that. And I say that because it's after work and I'm off the clock, so I may have no idea what I'm talking about. But it'll be candid. Uh, and it's candid. It's candid, and, of course, uh, we're very open about when we own these and when we don't, just paging through value line. Uh, you know, I forgot to use your segment of the show to pick my third stock, Vern. That was my plan. So, listen, I'm going to go in page number order. I consistently do that, unlike my colleague, who well, says he will. But don't back yourself into a corner, then. And so, first up this week... No, I didn't. No, no, I know. First up this week... Oh, let's see. It's going to have to be... Actually, I did. Okay. I went what, in what page number order. Uh, Mattel. M-A-T. Three good now, ideas. I don't own this currently, but I have owned it. I owned it... Uh, you know, five years ago, I bought it in the teens, sold it. You know, I didn't do too badly on it. I got a little bit lucky, sold it in the upper 20s. They got embroiled in this whole thing where Barbie has been losing share. Everyone gets concerned about that, and they should. I mean, Barbie's a valuable property because they were losing share to Bratz, Bratz dolls, these, I think, fairly promiscuous dolls with big heads who were out there on you mean they thought a lot of themselves, or they were designed uh, well, anyway, with big I just, heads? They took a lot of shelf space. They competed on price. They started building franchises and creating other content, actually pretty aggressively in the clothing area, furniture, DVDs, music. I mean, these Bratz girls had bands. They had gangs. You know, I mean, they had all kinds of stuff going. I was in a Bratz gang once. Okay, excellent. Good for you. Uh, in any case, it was quite a problem. Now, in my opinion, you know, at times the street got overly uh, ambitious about the impact of Barbie. Barbie's big, but this company also has Hot Wheels, Matchbox. They've got uh, Tyco Toys, I think. They've got uh, American Girls. You know, they got more Fisher-Price, which is a growing, uh, you know, market share in the kids segment. And so they've got a lot going. And traditionally, the company threw off a lot of cash flow and consistently bought shares and um, But, you know, they got into this problem with Barbie, and the stock has been a market performer um, in a relative basis. Of course, that means the stock's down from a high of 29 in 07. It's now at 15.76, according to Value Line, and I didn't look up the current price because uh, I just didn't have enough time today to do so. But what I'm impressed by, and I don't know if you follow Mattel. What do you need, MTL? You may or not, what I, is it? M-A-T. Matt. Okay. You keep going. Now, here's the thing about Mattel, and I'm sure you know this, so I'm just repeating what you already know. But it turned out that the guy that drew the original Matt Bratz dolls and sold them to, I forget the name of the company, Interactive Entertainment or something. I, I honestly forget. I apologize. And it's not in the value line. And this is the biggest news at Mattel, and they don't have it in here. But Mattel proved in court in California that... These Bratz dolls and the concept and the drawings fourteen were, bucks were stolen by by uh, some guy who worked for Mattel. 
So Bratz is getting shut down. Now, the judgment was about $40 million. There's 357 million shares, so that's a dime. Okay, so I get it. That's not a lot. But all that shelf space is now empty because Mattel owns it. I, you know, honestly, I haven't pulled up a news release. I don't own this. Is Mattel going to get that shelf space? Are they going to do Bratz? They own Bratz. Their biggest competitor for the last 10 years or 8 years is Bratz. They now own Bratz. That's, to me, big You're news. getting excited it's, again. I know. It's not in the stock. Did you take your pill this morning? Everyone seems to be ignoring this, and maybe I should be as well, but it strikes me this is big news, okay? And then you get all the content. It's 23. You get all the content. Bratz was in the ascension in this in terms of movies, DVDs, CDs, all this kind of stuff that has zero incremental cost, huge incremental margin. And once you've established the brand and the shelf space, now the competitor to Barbie and the Bratz dolls is private label and Mattel, you know, has had to contend with Target and Walmart bringing out their own brands. But in a world of direct marketing where people are attracted to brands and grandparents that grew up with these things are going to buy this stuff for their grandkids, to me, this is big news. Now, the stock is 10 times EBITDA. That means a 10% cash on cash yield. That's higher than I want to pay. But I think Mattel, they own Bratz. This, we're in the midst of this, so we don't know what they're going to do with it. But conceivably, their sales could be up, you know, 20 25%. Or if they don't put the Bratz doll out, they're going to get more shelf space for Barbie. They're going to get price increases for Barbie. So in any case, it's good news. They put up a 5% yield. We're in the midst of a consumer you know, recession, and so that's going to recover. Uh, oil prices are down, which drive largely their cost structure. They're putting up a mid-teens margin historically. That's dipped to 13%. Uh, it's 16 times earnings. That's more than I really want to pay, but the franchise here is powerful, and new product is incremental cost of zero, which attracts me. Mattel, page 2314. By the way, according to uh, Value Line, things aren't going so well right now, year over year. Okay. That's uh, the opportunity then, right? Now, I compared it to Hasbro, and, you know, Hasbro's cheaper, and you might say, well, Val, why aren't you talking about Hasbro? Hasbro has the Transformers. I know. They have some things. Hasbro, Where they do just licensing? Uh, listen, yeah. Hasbro's more dependent on licensing. Uh, they, of course, own Monopoly, and they've done wonderful things with all those games and all that, and they, you know, they get a lot of movies, but... Um, they don't have Barbie. They don't have Fisher Price. Well, but they uh, have Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. They don't Fox. have American Girls, stuff like that. Okay, second up this week, CBS, page 2321. And I just want you to know you can count on me to bring you the page numbers week after week consistently. That's why they uh, have a table of listen, contents. Listen, it's my turn. CBS. Right here. Now, what do I like about CBS? Well, first of all, the valuation. It's you know I didn't I don't have a calculator. It's something five to six times EBITDA. That's earnings before interest taxes, depreciation, and amortization. I'm sorry if we keep repeating this, but I we're, can do the math for you. We're getting emails. So uh, they well, were the value guys, now they so do we're... have a lot of debt. You know things with a lot of debt. The banking industry is starting to unfreeze. People are getting more confidence. The reason these things with a lot of debt have doubled is because they went to down 90% and they've recovered a little bit. Uh, this thing is still down from a high of 36 in 07 at 7. This is CBS. So they have content. They have TV stations. They have radio stations. They have billboards. They have, uh, you know, 
every, every media where you can sell advertising. Every, advertising, obviously, a little bit in the tank um, and not doing well year over year. But the other thing CBS has, and they're one of the few companies that does, is they have a model that turns Internet views into uh, revenue. And the CPM, that's cost per thousand, that they're getting on the Internet is beating television. There's few people that are doing this. To the extent that you've heard of Hulu uh, and they're online or NBC.com, these guys have a, a great deal of content. They're converting it into revenue. That's the one. That's one bright spot in all of media, all of advertising right now is Internet. The other stuff's going to follow. They've got a wonderful billboard business. Those are monopolies of location. That'll hold up with great incremental margins. They've got radio. And you won't know this, but they're driving, like, I think AOL.com. Any radio station on AOL or a bunch of different, you know, Internet sites is CBS streaming. You know, they have a 100 different channels, just like on Sirius or XM. CBS does the whole suite, and they provide it to uh, radio. That's in the tank right now, but likely to come back. Uh, they put up a 15% operating margin. That's in a recession. The, the reason the street is spooked by this thing is because they have a ton of debt due next year, and people are questioning whether they're going to be able to cover that. They've got $7 billion in debt on a $4.9 billion market cap company. Now, I don't tend to like debt, but if they can pull out of this, debt is your friend. And uh, I think that they, you know, the, the, the coverage on this thing, they've, Got probably seven hundred million in interest, maybe a little more than that, and they're putting up an op an operating uh, income of I'm doing the math in my head here, you know, a billion eight. So they've got it, you know, covered maybe three times, two and a half to three times, and this is at the low. So I think it's a pretty good bet on that basis. Nine times earnings, five times EBITDA. I'm going to just tell you a little bit about what Value Line is saying here. Auto dealers are going down. That's bad for advertising. You know, year-over-year year advertising in almost every channel, but Internet is down. That's bad. So everything's bad. That's why this thing's cheap as hell. The question is, do they have a franchise? And I'm saying they do. Five to six times EBITDA, CBS, page 2321. And then finally. Really? Yeah. And I didn't leave myself a lot of time. News Corp. Listeners know I've been uh, wrongly, you know, recommending newspapers for a while, NWS. Uh, because these newspapers weren't able to convert viewers into revenue. News Corp, which, of course, owns, you know, the Wall Street Journal and a bunch of other stuff in, in you know, in, in magazine and newspaper, but that's only 23% of their revenue. Their big business is TV stations, 20%, and I'm just reading Value Line, cable TV, 24%, and they own some big properties, including, you know, maybe most importantly, uh, Fox News and, and Fox TV and Fox Movies. Uh, they have Sky Italia, they, and they have uh, Star Television in Asia, and they own 40% of British Sky Broadcasting. So they're a big content provider and distributor. Uh, and right now this thing is, you know, five times EBITDA. It's been crushed. The high on the stock was 26. It's at 10. Uh, they also have debt problems, but it's six times covered. The returns on capital have not been great, but I think that's because they're slow to write off you know, properties they overpaid for in the past. Uh, they're having a lot of comparison problems in TV and movies, but I wish I had done a little more work on this, Vern, but, you know, they've got a lot of franchises that they're working through right now, and when advertising recovers, they still are putting up an upper teens operating margin, which says franchise of some sort. News Corp, NWS, page 2325. My favorite idea would be MML. 
is that MML, Marvel Entertainment? Yeah. Um, where I would point out, because I didn't before, that insiders own 39% of the stock, and they were buy- there was a buyer last year in October, November, and December with the stock sliding towards the upper 20s, recently just under 32. Uh, my favorite, CBS. Bye, everybody. <laughs>